I remember a time before the Cascade dried up. Here, in Verticello, the four nations of plant and bug people flourished and thrived. But the great waterfall that fed the land slowed to a trickle, revealing a vast salt sea and unknown islands. The only guide were the words of the 13 dried carvings. The water will slow to fall, but the tides are turning. Find the infinite lake to replenish the world and discover the salmon who will grant you a wish of whatever you desire. This marks the beginning of the tide, as many green folk hauled on the ships to find the infinite lake and maybe riches, adventure, excitement, and purpose along the way. And what exactly is a salmon? Is that a berry? That was 50 years ago, and the tide rushes forward ever still. There are many stories caught on the wind between sails, but why don't we hear just one? Of a butterfly gunman with clipped wings, a ripened and explosive piece of produce, and a witch made out of tea. This is Join the Party Campaign 3, The Rising Tide. Last time on Join the Party. Troy, Umby, and Cammy arrive on Eska Island, where they hear there's a pretty easy treasure to grab. They walk into the only bar in town, which mildly tolerates the presence of pirates. Town leader Hondo challenges them to local dangerous drinking game, Drink the Drink, wagering a place to stay and navigation to the treasure at the Sea Devil's Temple. Umby takes it up, avoiding all poison chalices, and wins while not really hearing what exactly was going on. The crew crashes at Hondo's place, but Cammy is kept up all night by sun gulls squawking outside. Unable to sleep, she looks out onto the sea and swears she sees the zombie ship of Audrey, the Rotten Queen. But maybe not. Let's all go to the Shrine of the Sea Devil, where you gotta put three pieces of the shrine together in the right order, and it's really hard for children to do, and it's just styrofoam spray-painted silver. And we'll get the party started. I think it's a type of tree, like a birch. <laughs> do you think it's like a like a root vegetable? Hmm. Like yeah. nothing's above the ground, it's a but tuber. it's just a root? Yeah, yeah. it's a tuber. Mm. I just think mm. it's a misspelling. I think it was supposed mm. to say like, um, uh, what's an S? Let's see, chrysanthemum? I don't know. <laughs> nice, Sassafras? <laughs> Sassafras, maybe? Sassafras. I don't know. Oh. Sassafras. Yeah. Episode two, My Breakfast with Hondo. <laughs> 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 okay, so two out of three of you are sleeping soundly. I always sleep soundly, bruh. 
What's there to worry about? Nothing. Just get those Z's. Gotta get those eight hours. Gotta catch those Z's. Gotta catch them all. And by all, I mean Z's. <laughs> yeah. Troy is speaking into the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a little gun show with his little butterfly arms. Yes. Troy is up on his own volition looking in the mirror. Uh, remind me, Brandon, what does Umby sound like when he sleeps? Like a fucking concrete mixer. <laughs> it's Umby in the room with us. No? Oh, uh, no, Umby is gone because uh, Brandon doesn't want to destroy his voice first thing in the morning. <laughs> mm. Okay. Okay. Um, Amanda, can I do a, a loud snoring noise and you won't be upset because it will bring you back to hard times? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Like that? Yep. Exactly. Okay. Nailed it. I really appreciate that the exhale kind of sounds like a horse. Yeah. Yeah. And Julia, what has Cammy been doing? Does Cammy have like a counting trick? Like uh, how many sheep jumping over a, a fence? No, I think Cammy is more of like a meditation kind of plant where sure. they're probably just like, you know, crisscross applesauce on their bed being like, Okay, maybe if you listen to the sound of the waves, that will lull you to sleep. <laughs> There's a 30 second period where there isn't cawing, and then you hear, <laughs> and then like it's quiet for 30 seconds, and then there's one literally next to your left ear. <laughs> it's all nature, and nature is a part of us, even though it is keeping me very, very awake right now. And that's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Canonically now, Brandon has generated with his mind, there is a sun goal now inside. You <laughs> got in through the window. Mm-hmm. That's very funny because Cammy does not open her eyes at all to look at the sun goal that is directly squawking in their ears. But all of a sudden you hear kind of like a choking sound and it's because Nani has wrapped her <laughs> little seaweed tentacles around its throat and is just like, stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when you hear your uh, water boiling angrily because you turned it up too high and you yeah. left it there. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the sound. Mm, incredible. Yeah, I think it's early morning, just a little bit after sunrise, and you hear a knock at the attic door. And you hear, uh, Is everyone decent? We should get a move on if we're going to get to the temple today. Well... Because it's morning and Umby's 100 million years old, he's been awake for seven hours already. <laughs> Are he and Cabby just like talking in the corner, like very low voices so they don't wake up Troy, who I imagine sleeps like a college student? Well, that's the thing is I, I assume Troy sleeps like a college student, so we don't have to be quiet probably. Oh, yeah, true, true. No, you can do whatever. Nani can like hang out on top of Troy's chest and he's just like sprawled out, <laughs> limbs falling over the side of the bed, happy as a clam. Wait, did I just do really terrible snoring fully for no reason? No. It was for earlier in the night. It was oh, earlier. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was flashback. Wait, then when did Troy get up to look in the mirror? <laughs> that was a flash forward. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. that's later on. Yeah, and as soon on. as people are ready, someone just, you know, like knocks on his boot or something and he's like, ah. Ready to go. I love the idea that Troy sleeps in sleeps his shoes. His on. Yeah. Oh, Troy like peels back the cover of the bed and he is fully dressed and ready for action. <laughs> he springs up. He's like, ready for the day, man. <laughs> you can't be surprised if you're always prepared. That's true. That's Troy's uh, slogan that he has on a button that he wears. Hey, uh, hey, Cammy. Yeah. That's profound. <laughs> uh, thank you, Troy. I think just, I like, read it in a book. No, I think I read it in a book somewhere. Oh, word. Actually, you know what? 
now I remember where I read it. It was carved into a table at a tavern that I was at, and I really took it to heart. <laughs> That's like a really long carving. Yeah. I usually just say, Riptide. I love that for you. <laughs> Thanks. Cammy. I want to do a flashback really quickly. Mm-hmm. What what action is going on around you while you are looking at that table? Oh, Cammy is fully just like sipping a cup of tea while a full bar brawl is happening around her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, wow, that is really long to write with a knife and carve it into the table. <laughs> It's a good sentiment, though. And then, and then three green folk fly across the table <laughs> and destroy all the mugs. Cabby just very gently moves her teacup out of the way as they slide across her table. She's like, oh, no, no, no. She just, like, lifts it up and, like, they slide under it. Cabby <laughs> has real, like, parent of ten kids energy. I'm just like, mm-hmm, this is fine. Yeah. They're all alive. It's fine. Sometimes you just need a moment of peace to yourself, and that's what a cup of tea is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Eric, it's important that I brought this up because I did want to make sure that you knew as our DM that I was awake making bombs, so I had them prepped for the rest of the day. Naturally. naturally. Nice. I assume you're always awake making bombs, both Umby and Brandon. Great. <laughs> CIA, get them. Get them. Move in. Move in. Move in. <laughs> <laughs> so according to my class, I can only make a number of bombs that is 10 plus two times my level, I believe. Sure. I can't find it right now with my eyeballs, but I believe that's what I read. So I just want to make sure that that is for the listener, for the rule book, what I'm doing at all times when I'm awake. (laughs) I assume that if you're not in a precarious situation, everyone is prepped. If you're in a precarious situation, you you might need to say so. Well, I just want to say that for the first time, and I'll probably never say it again. Cool. Love the idea that Troy is simply sleeping through acrid chemical scents, gunpowder, perhaps some, you know, tester explosions out toward the sungles. And he's just snoozing away. <laughs> it's really balanced out by the smell of tea. So I think that's the, the goal that's here. Yeah. Julia, is it gunpowder green tea? Isn't that a tea of green that is Woo! called? Yes, it is. That is a type of tea. It's fat washed. <laughs> <laughs> There's ghee in it. There's ghee in Verticello. All right, yeah. So Hondo says, oh, is, everyone, is everyone decent? Can I come in? Troy springs out of the top bunk fully dressed. Uh Oh, well, Troy is fully dressed. So, yes, everyone's decent. True. Always. Yeah. <laughs> never, never unclothed, Troy. <laughs> nah. Uh, That's how they get you. Yeah, Hondo uh, moves the attic door and comes on up into the loft here and says, all right, folks, uh, I'm making breakfast soon, so uh, I got hen of the woods eggs I can make up in whatever way you want. Uh, Yeah, so just uh, get your stuff ready. Um, Oh, we're doing which of you is a which of you is a bombster? Melon. I want melon. (laughs) For breakfast. we could, yeah. I, I could see if I have a, if we have a melon sitting around. Do you have a preference of color? Uh, the the blandest one. <laughs> Good. They're all bland. Which uh, which of you is making bombs? I just, I, I honestly, I don't care. It's more of a personal interest of mine. Which of you is a which of you is a bombster? You see, Umbi look up and with his face covered in like powder, looks around at. 
Troy <laughs> and looks around at Cam and is like, oh, it's me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Cam was like fully ready to be like, oh, I am. <laughs> yeah. Troy was like, are we not supposed to say Umbi's name? <laughs> it's just very funny. Eric hasn't acclimated to our shenanigans. I'm just yet. enjoying yeah. it. I'm enjoying this yeah. particular brand of, this particular brand of shenanigans. <laughs> and, uh, all right, well, what do you... What do you two do? What's your two? What's your two thing? I make tea. Would you like some? Yeah. No, you couldn't do that. Yeah, we have a a hot we have a hot pot down here. We can if that helps for you. Yeah, definitely. Wonderful. Oh, by the way, you did say last night you don't have sun goals. No. And then Cammy points to the strangled out <laughs> sun goal that's on her bed currently. You do. Just as a forewarning for for future guests. Oh, nice. Nani got one. Yeah. It was fully in the room. That's how Nani got it. (laughs) Good job, baby. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, no, I will look that in. Future guests, when future guests stay here, I'll make sure not to tell them that I don't have sun goals because I do. There was a lot going on last night. Uh, I was more, I I guess I do have sun goals, but I was more upset that people were saying I didn't. So I'm obstinate when I'm challenged late at night. And you were smashed. That's true. I was as well. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Hey, hey, man. And uh, Troy walks over, puts a hand on his shoulder. No. Wasn't a problem for me. Troy? I appreciate you, and I'll have write me a review in my guest book. <laughs> oh, and I'm uh, I'm the sharpest shooter in the on the Elton Seas. So, and he gestures over his shoulder to his quiver of crossbow bolts, which again he fully slept in. <laughs> Amanda, are is this the wish fulfillment because you slept with the wrong pillow two nights ago and your neck hurt for three days? Yes, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to physical therapy for having a back that can no longer sit in regular chairs? Yes. Woo! Um, Hondo makes a smirking face and says, oh, we have the sharpest shooter on the open seas here. Well, I didn't know we were around such royalty. I can show you if you want. Please. I, w- I would love to. Troy, there are so many sun goals outside. They would make a great target. <laughs> yeah, and Troy gets down on one knee, gets out his crossbow, and shoots one through the open window, not to kill a sungle, but to pierce a feather off of the very tip of one of its wings. Nice. Sure. All right, make an attack roll. First attack roll of the campaign, baby. Let's go. That's a dirty 20. <gasps> mm. Oh, my gosh. Dang. Hell yeah. Because you're a trick shot gunslinger, I feel like even with a dirty 20, do you hit something? Does this ricochet off of something else as you do it? <laughs> I do have something called creative trajectory, which lets my attacks ignore half cover. So I'd like to think that the bolt does a little ver- a little jump at the very end, right? right? Where like the seagull like takes a sharp left and so does the bolt. Incredible. <laughs> so freaking cool. It's just a trick of the eye. No, I think 100% the sun goals have half cover being behind a picture window, which is barely open. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, it, or the bolt even like nudges open the window a little more and then, <laughs> and then shoots that out. Yeah, it slides through the crack of the open window and unhooks the hook that's holding the whole window only slightly ajar, fully opens, pins one of the sun goals by the feather to the side of the house. It goes, Rah! and then everyone scatters and they all come in through the picture window. Window oh, no. into the wall. <laughs> fall back, fall back. Everyone get out. It's their it's their room now. Just go, go, go. What? 
<laughs> Troy's oh, like, I'll, no. I'll meet you outside and uh, goes back out the window to retrieve the bolts and uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. He's fine. Oh, I'm sure he is. You're just like you're just breaststroking through the sun goals. I'm a young man, I'm never gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little concerned that half our party is like, who cares if I die, man? I'm never gonna die. Incredible. All right. As Troy is he's breaststroking through the sun goals, getting his stuff together, um, you close the door and you just hear the the low sound of and yeah, Umbi and uh, Cami, you can go down to breakfast. Hondo is, uh, has uh, stumbled over to his kind of like makeshift refrigerator. It's more like an ice box more than anything else. Just like a big metal box open up with giant chunks of ice in it. And uh, some really fresh eggs of like various different colors, uh, various shades of brown and green. And one is like speckled, which is really cool. Uh, and he takes them out. And he's like, all right, how do, you, how do you like your eggs? With melon. I got that. What any type of eggs with melon? I don't really want the eggs. I just want the melon. Okay, no, hold the eggs and melon. Hold the eggs. Got it. I bet Troy would love his eggs. Troy is a growing young boy, after all. I would love a scramble, perhaps. Okay, that would be lovely. All right. For, so the eggs that was going to the old guy goes to the young guy. Mm-hmm. So he gets twice as many eggs and a scramble for the tea lady. Got it. Yes, please. Troy likes them raw. <laughs> Now, now, Umbi, and this is your DM speaking, is that a prank? I don't know, man. Is it a prank? <laughs> Troy probably does, honestly. <laughs> he probably wouldn't notice, but it's not preferred, so absolutely re- lean into it, Brandon. <laughs> I feel like that's a prank. If I've ever heard a prank before, that's a prank for me. Give me a deception roll really quickly. Fifteen. Hey, this... This guy doesn't know you. <laughs> All right, four four raw eggs for for the boy, melon for the old guy, scrambled for the tea lady. On it. Thank you. Absolutely. And it, while you're cooking, what can I prepare for you tea wise? Like, what ails you today? Oh. Mm, uh. You know, I fix everyone's stuff, so all my joints are bad, especially because they are brittle, like sticks. <laughs> And bugs. <laughs> so all the, all the all the places where things are connected, not good for me. They're they're not good. I know just what to make. And then Cammy goes about making a cup of green tea with a little bit of like ginger and nettle and cinnamon, and serves that up in exchange for the <laughs> dish that she is about to receive. Mm, delicious. So here's an interesting question for you, Cammy. Like I I know here in the human world. Tea has healing properties. Mm-hmm. But here in the uh, Vertistello, you are literally a, a magician. Yeah. So is this cup of tea, does it have quote unquote healing magic in it? I think there is certain stuff that Cami does where it is literal healing magic in their tea. Sure. And I think there is tea that has herbal medicine properties that you know, do provide certain treatment for certain ailments, right? Uh, so okay. yeah. this is just a normal cup of herbal tea that Cami is making for Hondo here. I like what you said is like, it definitely has some like, there's alchemist properties to what you're doing. So I think that there's at least skill, hand, handable skill to that. Right. It's not healing hit points, but you know. I'm just going to put forward that we consider calling, if Julia ever does imbue those cups of tea with magic, we call those turbocharged. Ooh, turbocharged. Yeah, it's an extra dollar fifty. <laughs> <laughs> 
or the blooms because I remember what happened in last Bloom. session. The blooms. Uh, yeah, Hondo's making breakfast. Troy, you can rattle on down whenever you want. Yeah, yeah, no. Troy walks in the front door, fully covered in feathers, uh, holding <laughs> holding the bolt. I got it. Don't worry. Yeah. And that's when Hondo takes a step back and slides a coffee mug, like a, a handmade like a tumbler. Earther, no, earthenware yeah, coffee yeah. mug and slides it over to you that has four raw eggs in it. Troy slams it, no questions asked. Incredible. <laughs> uh, give me a constitution saving throw. All right. That's a, uh, that's an 11. Incredible. Because you were a young man, the DC in my head was 10. <laughs> so <Nice>. You're fine. <laughs> You're good. No salmonella for Troy. It's different from Hen- Hens of the Woods, Brandon. You oh. uh, you get uh, rot. Salmonella. Oh. <laughs> you just get rot. It's, it's bad. Nice. It's bad. Uh, Root rot. That makes sense. Yeah. Just imagine they're like, they're Hen of the Woods mushrooms with beaks. Just imagine that. <laughs> oh, I didn't even get that. Fuck. Yeah. So that's, what, that's what it was. I'm sitting here thinking, do mushrooms have like little caviars that like are eggs? Like what? <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so uh, Hondo uh, plates up the scrambled eggs for you, slides over to Cammy, and then just and <laughs> just takes out just and the oldest, wrinkliest melon and like picks up like I guess what can only be considered to be a banch, uh, a machete sized knife, Correct. <laughs> cuts it in half and slides that half over to Umby. Yes, thank you. <laughs> His mm. voice is so good. Yeah, Hondo's sipping on the tea. He says, mm. "Oh God, I feel, I feel incredible. I feel like I was a young, a pupating stick bug. This is incredible." <laughs> uh, what? Uh, what? You, I feel like a twig, Eric. I feel like a twig. <laughs> I feel like a pupating twig. Uh, uh, Cammy, please. What's your secret? I, I need to know. I need this every every day. Well, I make all the tea myself. I collect all the ingredients myself. A lot of the teas come from myself. Mmm. That's not that's not weird for you? No. Mm. Why would it be weird? <laughs> oh, you know, people people of Oververtistello have strange feelings about, you know, produce and and tea. You know, that's why all the farmers are from open fields. You know, they look at that in the face every day and then they go to their church and say and say it out and say it out and they're fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> we absolutely do. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Oh, you're from there? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, I've never met someone from the open fields before. This is this is wonderful. What's it like there? Um very pleasant. Mm-hmm. Oh, sound just like what someone who doesn't live there anymore would say. Well, it was very nice for a very long time, and then I decided things uh, could be better elsewhere. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I get. I understand your coded language, and I'm great at social interaction, so I, I understand tell. to only pursue the, this conversation with one more question. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's your so, darkest fear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you afraid of death? Yeah. So you learned, I guess, you know, you know, I don't I don't subscribe to some of that, uh, you know, getting the power, getting the power from getting that poison out. But is that where you learn how to do all that stuff? Sure. Troy's going to make eye contact with Cammy. Cammy, how are you feeling about answering this question? Oh, terrible. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Yeah. And Troy's like, you know, my man, one of the great things about uh, being out on the open seas is we uh, we don't have to talk about the past. Like your mm. landlocked, your landlubbers, like they, they don't get what it's like out here to start fresh every day. Sea salt scented air. 
The young boy gets it. Uh, uh, so few people come in through Eska. I feel like I, uh, I was bluffing before because I don't, I'm not good at social interaction. So I'm sorry if I stepped on your toes. You know, you just, uh, you hear a lot of things about, the, you feel a lot of things about the open fields. I feel like, feel like I would ask. I, uh, no problem. Stepped on no your problem. roots, Eric. <laughs> I, do they have to? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, listen, I don't want to step on any roots here. No, it's fine. I just figured I would ask. Uh, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Are we uh, we ready to go after that treasure now? I yeah. mean, uh, explore that that uh, excellent architectural. I know why. Site. I know why you're treasure? here. Treasure? Who said anything about treasure? Hey, oh. hey, Hondo. I was I was saying like a euphemism after I said the real thing as like a little shared joke because we both know what my real meaning is. So just uh, <laughs> just cluing you in there, bro. That's why I love pirates so much. They have worse social skills than I do. Incredible. <laughs> but they also have guns. Uh oh. Oops. <laughs> Twist cross bros out. Uh-oh. Anyone need a gun? Need a gun? Need me? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Let's get finished. Let's let's get finished up uh, for sure, and we can head out. Is there anything else you want to do before you want to head out? Let me take a look at my potion list to see if there's any good potions that might be useful. Sure, Eric. Nice. I also have a thing. Yeah. One of these skills that I have as a tea witch is something called tea ceremony, which allows me to magically conjure tea for you and your allies when you take a long or short rest. A creature who drinks this tea loses one additional level of exhaustion. Can that cure the disadvantage that you bestowed on me earlier? Oh, that's an interesting question. Okay, no, I'm not going to say no. What I will need you to do, if you do want to do that, Mm -hmm. you will need to magically conjure the tea. And the tea you gave to Hondo before was not that. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. You would have to do that magically. Yeah, totally fine. If you want to do that. Happy to do that. So please, well, yeah, what is it? If you if you would like to do that, what does it look like? Oh, God, I think it's kind of like a Disney movie in like Beauty and the Beast where all of a sudden all of the tea making instruments come to life and start hopping around the table in rhythm <laughs> and start making cups of tea for everyone at the table. Yeah. Uh, uh, it seems like you were holding. It seems like you were holding out on me when you made me tea earlier. I just, you know, I didn't get a great sleep, and sometimes you just need a little extra oomph when you have a cup of tea in the morning. Kemi, I could have killed all those sungles real easy. Did I, I know? Did I fall you were too fast. You were sleeping very soundly, and I didn't want to wake you. That would be bad teamwork. Cut to two in the morning. Meditate. Everything's fine. Troy is sleeping. We don't want to disturb Troy. Umbi only sleeps like three hours a night. We don't want to disturb those three hours. Everything's fine. Everything is great, and I will uh, possibly kill all the sungles on this island later. Everything's fine. Everything's great. (laughs) Go back to the present. So I'm a little tired, so I'm just going to like very quickly make a little oomph tea for everyone, and then we can move on with our, our quest. My, my man, would you show me uh, what you know about where we're headed? Like any, uh, you know, the structure's like, anything we need to know, just vis-a-vis like angles or structures, floor plans, stuff like that. Uh, 
Troy, uh, Hondo is not making eye contact with you. Uh, Hondo is watching is watching the tea diffuser hop around and uh, hang out in some hot water like it's a jacuzzi. Yeah, nah, it's, it's pretty tight. That's fair. Yeah, I'm picturing the sound when you cook in Breath of the Wild. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I really need Brandon to deuce. I don't know what that sounds like, but I'm assuming it's sort of like little plinks or little wing, wind chimes or something. Yeah, yeah. Plink, 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 plink. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, no, I think it's just better if I show. It's just better if I show you. I'll we'll walk out there. I think we'll just we'll head out and you'll see what you'll see what's going on. Can I insight check? Sure. Ooh, it's a 19 plus four for a 23. Great. Yeah. Julia, ask me a question. Why is he being so um, avoiding the questions? Um, on the surface, it seems like he is very distracted by the tea stuff. And I think that's true. That's definitely like 50% true. And then if you're reading into this a little deeper with a 23, um, I think that there's something under there that he's holding back from you. Uh, and with a 23, I'll give you a follow-up question if you want to get at that thing. I think Cammy fully just stops. Like, everything freezes in the middle of this, like, really Disney-fied moment there. And Cammy's like, Hondo? Yes. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is there something that we need to know about the temple before we go there? There is nothing you need to know about the temple before you go there. I. It seems like you were all bearing. I know that there are pirates come through here. I've never seen someone who can make the tea stuff jump around like this. Mm-hmm. And I asked, and you didn't say it, and you're at my house. So I just wanted to get the thing, feel like things are clear here. They, they didn't know about the sungles, to be fair. Yeah, I also think that we were very clear about, you asked me what I did, and I said I make tea. And I do. I feel like it's a pretty obvious omission, <laughs> lie of omission, to not include magic in there as well. All tea is magic. <laughs> no, it's not. Absolutely. I will take you down to the coffee shop in Esca right now, and the tea bag dunked in the hot water that Jambo gives is not magic. It's hot leaf. It's hot leaf water. Well, I'm sorry that Jambo hasn't mastered the the art of tea. Hondo, but I make tea and I think it's wonderful. And I didn't admit anything from you. It's just a little, I didn't ask anything from you. I'm just a little bowled over. All right. You also did try to almost murder Umbi playing a game the other day. So that's fun and exciting. What? Umbi would, Umbi was, Umbi was winning. And that's how you play drink the drink. Ask anyone in this, this square of the grid of the great salt sea. That's how you play drink the drink. It's high stakes. Okay. I mean, yeah, if you, if you lose ever. Exactly. Exactly. It seems like Ami doesn't lose. You don't get this many wrinkles on the on the produce if uh, you know, you, if you lo- if you lose. And then Umbi takes one cube of melon and just like like the snake just like Umbi's <laughs> 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 mouth takes whole melon. <laughs> Incredible. Well, how about I say one thing to you? I don't think you two are his grandchildren. Oh, no, that's just an affectionate title that we call Umbi. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I think it's then, all right, we're all squared away then. All right. Mm-hmm. Listen, do you do you walk into new places and, and advertise every detail about, you know, yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses? Like, listen, it's a, it's a tough life out here. We're not, you know, we're not adhering to court rules. We're not, <laughs> uh, you know, in, uh, in the land of propriety out here. It's, it's every, every green folk for themselves. 
I understand. I listen. I want to turn down the temperature on the situation, on you know, to the proper level of only making tea and for not making this hot. That's why I live here, and the three of you are out on the open sea. That's fine. No reason we can't help each other today. Sure. I didn't want to say anything about the temple because there's there are superstitions about telling people about what the trial is and how deadly and terrible it is. Uh, but no, honestly, I, I tell you. There's some, there's a, it's vertical, if that helps you. There's a climb, it's a climbing situation, and uh, it's not that deadly. I think the three of you are going to do fine. Well, Eric, I would like to spend three, aka all of my reagent dice, to make three potions of climbing. Great. That sounds, hell yeah. Excellent. (laughs) Thank you, Brandon. Tight as hell. That sounds great. Good job playing the game. Thanks. Uh, what does this, this look like? What is it, how does an alchemist make potions? It's kind of just like a outcropping of the bomb-making process. So, like, the way that bombs are made in, in this scenario is, like, there's a vial of the two reagents, like the things that will explode when they come in contact. Mm-hmm. So one is in the smaller vial, and then within the round, bigger piece is the second one. So when you throw it, the inner one breaks, and then they react and explode. So... It's sort of the process of like as you're putting together some kind of um, substances to see what happens, you stumble upon a potion of climbing or whatever it is. So it's just kind of like for Umbi, it's just those like small inner bits, the small inner vials that he just like puts the two things that don't explode but do make a potion of climbing inside. I just love how this whole situation is Jaeger bombs. Yeah. <laughs> so many ways. And you just like pull out. I can only imagine you're doing this at the table in which you were eating right only a few moments before. Oh, yeah. Like one hand with melon, the other hand <laughs> potions. Doing the potions. Yeah, absolutely. Looking at potion of climbing, you get advantage on strength checks you do while you're climbing. Wonderful. And you gain a climbing speed equal to your walking speed for one hour. Ooh. Cool. Cool, nice. cool, cool. We love that. All right, I think that we've spent a little bit. The sun is getting a little bit too high in the sky for for me. We want to make sure we do this during the daytime. Let's head. Let's head out. How does that sound? Let's do it. Wonderful. Oh, I'm already outside. <laughs> <laughs> we all look around. We're like Troy. Troy. <laughs> Troy. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, let's hit it. Hey, it's Eric. And you know what's making me happy? The theme song for Join the Party Campaign 3. It's so good. We worked so hard on it. And you're all doing so much to tell us that you love it, which makes me happy. So thank you for caring about it. And thank you for showing it to more people. But, um, you know, we'll talk about that later. Welcome to the mid-roll. It's a, it's a witch-granting salmon. I, what, do you, what do you want? It's, it's good. Thank you to our newest patrons, Phoebe and Jessica, welcome to the crew. This is a wonderful time to come on board. You are making this podcast a reality, along with the hundreds of other people who give us some money every single month to support Join the Party and creators directly. If you want to be a part of that, if you want to be on the patron-only Discord, if you want bi-weekly party planning podcasts, hundreds and hundreds of bonus materials from previous campaigns and more, just come aboard. Patreon.com slash join the party pod. 
But if you don't have the money right now and you want a free way to support us, well, you could share the shanty videos. We have videos that we did. It's on our Twitter and our Tumblr and our Instagram and on YouTube. This would be a wonderful time to share the clip and get people into campaign three. If this doesn't convince your friends to join the crew, I don't know what will. So send it to them, tell them it's incredible, and uh, keep peer pressuring them to be a part of this. Please tag us on our socials at Join the Party Pod, and we'll continue to peer pressure them as well. But we need your help to get these sea shanty videos in people's hands and eyes and ears. Please share it out. We would really appreciate it. Once you are done doing all of that, you can check out the other stuff that's happening at Multitude. It's not only on the podcast. Remember, Multitude is an entity onto itself, and we have the Multi-Crew, which is the membership program where you can support Multitude directly. And we recently refreshed the tiers to add great new bennies. Now, at the $10 Insiders tier, you get access to all things behind the scenes at Multitude, which includes a bonus monthly newsletter, access to our Finsta, our crew-only Instagram account, first dibs on any and all Multitude updates, plus 10% off all Multitude logo merch, where I have the sweatshirt and the t-shirt, and they both look fucking tight. At the $20 tier, you're part of the Multitude Collectors Club. Each quarter, Multitude Collectors will receive a specialty curated item from one of our hosts. These items are meant to inspire, entertain, and spark conversation within the multi-crew. Collectors are now also eligible for live show guest list tickets for all digital and in-person events, plus VIP meet and greets where available. And as always, you always get Head, Heart, Gut, which is continuing for five, six years now, putting out weekly episodes continuously. It's March, so we are doing a special Pokemon Grand March Madness bracket uh, where nine people are competing to tell you which Pokemon type is the best. Check it out at the multi crew you can check that out at multitude.productions that's our website multitude it good we are sponsored today by our friends at three black halflings do you like 80s coming of age stories like the breakfast club et and stranger things well they have a show for you coming soon three black halflings presents big trouble brig big trouble did they say any pronunciation on this big Coming soon, Three Black Halflings presents Big Trouble in Little Menus. The seven-part actual play series using the kids on bike system features a fantastic cast, including B. David Walters, Connie Chang, Charlene Bayer, Kelly Wright, and Margaret Crone, and GM'd by everyone's favorite neighborhood GM, Jeremy Cobb. And if you join the Three Black Halflings Patreon, you get access to all seven episodes ad-free, and you don't have to wait for the weekly releases. You just get to marathon that shit. You can also find ad-free versions of all Three Black Halflings episodes on that Patreon, plus all the wonderful bonus stuff that they do there. The trouble starts soon, and all the halflings will see you there. Search for Three Black Halflings in your podcast app now and subscribe. We are also sponsored by 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York. Now, the entire time that we've known them, they have been at one particular location, but now they are moving one block away to 280 Grand Street, and we love them very much for it. We've been in there. It's a much bigger space, and it's really, really cool. But they still have the original spot, which is getting turned into an event space. Among other things, they're hoping to host live events like podcasts in the future more than they used to, so maybe uh, we'll do that at some point. That would be interesting. 
interesting. But as you've known for many, many years, 20-sided store is still the best place to grab games, gaming accessories, dice, notebooks, minis, or just wander in and find something fun for you. That's also very close to where we get soup dumplings, and I can approve both soup dumplings and 20-sided store. You can also go to the website if you don't live in Brooklyn at 20sidedstore.com and use code PIRATE for 20% off your order online. You can also, if you do live in Brooklyn, just mention join the party in store. You'll get that. But if you're online, 20sidedstore.com, use code PIRATE. We're just happy for them. This is more of an ad of how happy we are for them more than anything else. And finally, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What is life but a series of cause and effect that makes you learn more stuff about yourself. That's what I end up learning about when I watch, like, classic sitcoms or cartoons that I love. And also, as I continue to be the best GM in podcasting, I'm still always learning. Everything is just a series of cause and effect, right? One thing happens, and then that changes something else, and then you respond to that, and then a different change happens, and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes it feels like it's totally out of your control. Like, let's say it's like, oh, what if my crops were better? And then all of a sudden you're in the in the woods with a bone witch and she takes all your bones and then you can't really make any decisions after that. You think that it's out of your control, but it's not. Therapy is a great way to learn more about yourself and learn positive coping skills before you have to go to the bone witch as a last resort. Anyone who has tried to get therapy knows it is a hassle to get started. Finding a therapist near you who's taking new patients, who you vibe with, is super hard. If you're looking for an easier way to start therapy, consider BetterHelp. It's a convenient, entirely online way to give therapy a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. You don't even have to, like cope with their feelings like this is a Seinfeld episode you can just be like deuces bye this isn't like a weird sociological experiment you're just figuring it out discover your potential with BetterHelp visit betterhelp.com slash join the party today to get 10% off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p dot com slash join the party and now back to the show All right, so the town of Eska on Eska Island is kind of like the only settled area of the island, and it, it's on kind of like the right side of the island so that you can get up to there easily from the dock uh, where you can set your boats up, where you have the sea whip put together. Yeah. Yeah. So the majority of the island over to like in the middle and the left of it is still just like forest is... Uh, Ooh, what's the what is the plant life like on Eska Island? What's the plant life like, Eric? What is? I it? think it, it's mostly beachy, but still with like weird trees coming out at different angles. And not to say that they're like tropical trees or palm trees. It's like imagine like you're it's majority sand and the beach, and there's like little scrubland popping out, and then all of a sudden there's like a patch of forest, oh, <laughs> like yeah. like in front of you, and you gotta like walk through the patch of forest, and then all of a sudden it's like beach again. It's definitely patchy. Uh, here, but it's also wet. You know, like, uh, I mean, for Julie and Amanda, definitely. You know, like, where the tide is, like, perpetually in the beach and it's, like, marsh, but also sandy. Yeah, mm-hmm. little cove situation. Yeah, lots of coves uh, in here, and I think that that's what allows these forest groves to kind of pop up in random places where the water, where, like, fresh water is filtered through all the plant life there and actually is able to create, like, an e- a small patch of ecosystem. 
you head out of the town of Eska. Hondo does some bell in the first song of Beauty and the Beast as shit as Hondo says hi to everyone in town. <laughs> does Hondo also think all his neighbors suck? No, everyone, Hondo loves all of his neighbors <laughs> and all of his neighbors love Hondo because he just has like, he has like mayor energy, I think from being the town handyman and that's like his main job. Someone runs up to him and gives him like a, like bread for fixing their gutters. He plays with some children playing a, a real ring around the rosy game that involves dead people drowning. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and then coming back as drowned folk sure. um, and he participates in that. So just to clarify, Hondo would be, if this was a Hallmark movie, the romantic love interest from the small town. Yes. Oh, sorry. Did I say Eska Island? I meant Christmas Tree Island. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> sure. And Cammy is the woman from the big city, I assume? No, not at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> That's Umby. <laughs> I need to leave my boyfriend to find myself. <laughs> he doesn't understand my passions which is bomb making. <laughs> um, and people also recognize you, uh, the people who recognize you from the night before are giving you like big smiles and waving to you and saying hi. Troy's loving this. He's strutting his stuff. Great. Everyone knows where you're going, especially the folks. The folks who were there before told their families and anyone who couldn't make it. Uh, that, so everyone knows like, oh, have fun at the Sea Devil's Temple. Don't die. What an odd thing to say to strangers. They were really uh, reluctant to t- say anything about the fact of the temple last night, and now this morning it's all like, oh, hope you don't die, ha ha ha. But they're souvenirs. <laughs> hate souvenirs. Get me a keychain! <laughs> Get me a photo of you all conquering the, tri- conquering the trial! The crags, gotta just say this, people, the, your, your souvenir is your life. You know, walk away from a situation you got your life. That's souvenir enough. That's so <laughs> profound. Yeah, it's definitely in the crags. You're doing it like next to a volcano, so yeah. it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot more yeah. like impactful. Yeah, yeah, you're doing it in a cove that has piranhas in it, <laughs> or ra- or a radishes with razor sharp teeth that <laughs> are just swimming around. Cammy, next time, I mean, maybe maybe I should say, my souvenir is my life. Next time, I do graffiti in a, in a tavern. You know. I love that. Absolutely. Thanks. I'll cover you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and then you all head, uh, I think you head out of town and through the scrubland, through the forest. You make your way through a, another pod of trees and you come out to a sandy clearing and you are confronted with a cliff face. But as you look closer, you see that there's a lot of intricate carvings carved into the stone that's creating almost like a stairs slash climbing wall situation made out of the dark stone that is this cliff face. And next to it is a very large kind of like uh, stone basin that is very smooth and seems to be worn away from water. Uh, It's about, this is 100 feet up, uh, and Hondo uh, stands next to you and and whistles and says, "Ah, It's nice, uh, nice seeing the old trial again. (laughs) <laughs> so you've done this one before? Oh, yeah. everyone. This is a trial. Everyone's done it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't done it personally in a long time, but it's, uh, it's, nice to, it's nice to see. Now, I'm not a numbers person. How, like, statistically, what would you say the survival rate of the trials are? Oh, Cammy, you want me to ruin your fun and tell you a percentage of people who've been brutally maimed by the trial. Well, I feel like that's not taking away my fun so much as uh, heightening the experience for me. Mm. 
Uh, what if I told you it was fifty percent? Only fifty percent of green folk survive the trial. Well, when you say it in that voice, I doubt that's true for some reason. <laughs> okay, it's forty percent. Okay. Only forty percent survive. Okay. Survive? Like they die? Yes. Yes. Oh, cool. What okay. about all the people saying, "I hope you don't die," and me saying it was a deadly trial? Did you not think it was a deadly trial? Well, it does kind of seem like a prank. Again, the way that everyone is talking about it. Were people talking to us? <laughs> well, you know, once once uh, people once people demonstrates to Eskins that they're here for the thing, we're all kind of in on it. We all know about it. It's uh, our town's uh, duty to maintain the temple of the sea devil. So uh, it's important. It's important to us. And uh, what do we get if we win? Oh, the the treasure of the of the temple. How there's just one tre- like how's there more than one treasure? How have the sixty percent of people uh, who have died and the forty percent who won? How do they not walk away with the yeah, treasure yeah. already? Yeah. Also, I, why are you not wildly rich? Is yeah. another great question. I feel like we should be asking before risking our These lives. These are excellent yeah. questions. The sea devil knows things and doesn't know things. It's it, it's their temple. I only know so much as a humble as a humble maintainer of the people of Eska. I don't ask that many questions. It's just I I'm rich in, in what we get, and I it all goes to we all pull it together and goes to Eska. I can tell. Do you want to know what the treasure is? Yes. Yeah. It's it gives so part of the thing that the temple does is that it replenishes the uh, the material the uh, the ambergris that you can then put together for amber. Now you're talking. Hey, this is DM Eric. Hey, you might remember from the world building episodes where I mentioned amber. Amber is kind of the pirate currency. If you've watched John Wick, it's kind of like what the uh, assassins give to each other. You can give Amber for a favor or for like a group thing, or you can use it for experience, which you will then do when we maintain, uh, when we see the full skill tree that involves your pirate base. Cool. And this is where Amber comes from. Ambergris is, uh, the, is the material that he's talking about. Hi, Eric. Hi, Umvi. Are you having fun? I'm having a great time. Okay. Uh, Umby, remember, don't make the ambergris blow up this time. Okay. Okay. Because it is just like oil or grease, so it seems like it might be highly flammable. We should be careful. Uh-huh. No. Say no more, my man. I'm down. Yeah. So it replenishes over time. There's only so much that we can make here, and we use it, and we have to trade it immediately to the pirates that come by, and we trade it for favors. So that's in, so we can maintain uh, what we have here on, on Eska Island. I'm sold. I'm in. All right, then. <laughs> wink. Hondo says out loud. I, I hate that. Why did you wink? To demonstrate I was trustworthy. Is that not what I'm supposed to do? No. Again, it makes it seem like you have ulterior motives when you, one, use that tone, and two, say wink out loud. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I'm just bad at social communication. Hey, hey, do what I do. See see this thing I'm doing with my with my little, uh, little hand <laughs> Hondo extends the longest, thinnest uh-huh. <laughs> branch hand yeah. with spindly, terrible fingers. Yeah, so the first finger and the last finger out. Okay, first finger, other, last finger out. Other fingers bent to touch your own palm. Okay. And then you just like wiggle it a little bit. It, it can mean, bruh, anything. Oh. Can I say to the three of you, it's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so let me explain to you the mechanics of how the trial of the sea devil works. Yay! Woo! 
Yay. You are going to be scaling the Zone Card steps and climbing wall on the side of this cliff. And to begin the trial, uh, Hondo gestures to the ground in front of the cliff, and there's a, like a stone switch that you can press in because stone stone works crazy, y'all. It's crazy, <laughs> uh, and that's how and that's how you get it started. Mechanically, it would take you four checks, quote unquote checks, to get up the wall. These climbing checks, however, because you have the climbing potion. I'm going to say it only takes you three checks. Ooh. So that will be like the compensation of what Brandon said, that your your climbing speed is faster uh, than it was before and equals your, your walking speed. Also, in order to make these checks, uh, you will need a communal DC of 35 from either athletics or acrobatics checks. Okay. Each of you can decide which one you want to do. If you do athletics, you get the advantage from the climbing potion. Sick. Cool. Okay. Yeah, and again, all each of you can choose whichever one you want to do, if you want to do dex or if you want to do a- acrobatics or athletics, um, and it won't penalize you. It's all, you just need to hit 35. Cool. Well, I think that Umbi takes out three vials from his, like, belt pouch thing, hands each of his companions one, and says, bottoms up! Bombs up. Bombs up. Oh, I said bottoms, but I like that better. Bottom. Bombs up. Bombs there up. There we go. <laughs> As the glass inside of the glass drops and and it all it looks like rope inside of the potion as you all drink it. Yeah. Nothing is funnier to me, Brandon. This glass inside of a glass thing. Like it's a fucking what's the the, the puzzle codex in in uh in, oh. in, in, the, in the Da Vinci code. Oh, okay. How yeah, the yeah, code yeah, if yeah. you don't if you try to break the codex, the liquid breaks oh, and gets yeah. on the, the like puzzle. a stranger's cat situation, yeah. You have a much better recall of Dan Brown novels than I <laughs> ever expected. It's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I want to read them again. They're fucking ridiculous. Okay, I will say, though, there will be four quote-unquote rounds here, um, but you can kind of just, like, automatically, like, scamper up the remaining okay. one. Uh, I just want to also, just for flavies, literal flavies, I want to say e- what each of my potions taste like. Sure. And I think this one tastes like uh, like raw cocoa. Sort of earthy, mm, okay. a little Ooh. bit unpleasant, a little bit bitter, but mm-hmm. but still deliciously chocolatey. Ooh. All right, Umby. It's 78% rope. <laughs> That'll put Sincilla on your chest. <laughs> okay. There are also like going to be challenges in between these uh, these climbs. So each of you will get an action in between these checks that you have to do. But you can also choose to do nothing, uh, like brace yourself to get ready. Ordinarily, that would give you advantage, but you already have advantage. So I'll let you give that. Uh, that will automatically give you plus two to your roll if you kind of just, like, get ready to climb. Cool. Okay. Eric, can I have Nani prepare an action to, if I, like, slip or fall or something like that, to grab me with her tentacles? Ooh. Ooh. See, I'm not asking for like a help action or anything. But... Can your familiar hold up your body weight? Is my question. Mm, that is Interesting. a good question. I will roll. We'll roll on it. You have mm. stats for Nani. I do. How much does a T bush weigh? I don't know, but Nani also has negative three to strength, but plus two to, <laughs> but plus two to dexterity. So it's got to be a strength check. But mm. you know, it's like hitting a tree while you're falling down a cliff. It definitely it's definitely helpful. Okay. 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 I have other things in case I that doesn't work, so we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'm very nervous about this. 
This is going to be great. My stats great. are not good for this challenge, but Incredible. all right, let's do it. Surprisingly, Google can't tell me how much a tree bush weighs. <laughs> Can you Google how much does a tree bush green folk weigh? Does Google know that? <laughs> how much does a tree uh, bush? And as uh, Hondo kind of sets up next to the ma- the large basin, like, all right, this is how we're going to keep time. Uh, once you hit the stone switch, the water is going to go into the basin, and that's going to keep your time. It's timed? There's time. There's a time element to this? Hey, Cammy, it's going to be great. Don't worry about it. Okay. Just don't worry about it, then you're not going to worry about it. Then it'll be fine. Troy, I think you're, uh... That's just a you thing. <laughs> oh, that my sounds bad. like a wonderful way to live, Troy. My bad, my bad. <laughs> so is it like sort of like an hourglass, like a sand? It's like an hourglass situation, yeah. You need to beat, get up the cliff before the water fills up the basin. Cool. Got it. Which is four quote-unquote checks, but you can do it in three. Right. Because you're, cause you're all faster. Hell yeah, folks. All right. Y- y'all ready to go? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. I'm full of melon, baby. <laughs> Incredible. All right. So who wants to step on the switch? I can do it. Seems like a Troy thing. Yeah. Troy walks over to the switch, gives his uh, his teammates thumbs up, and then steps on the switch. Incredible. All right. And yeah. Troy dies. <laughs> you step on the switch. It, it, it has a real good heft to it as it slides into the spot. And uh, you see that the water starts arcing through the side of the cliff and uh, running into the basin. Hano screams, go! <laughs> All right. Three of you, let's start with our first climbing check. Remember, you get advantage if you use athletics checks and you need to hit a 35. Oh, Glad we God. had that, because my first roll was a nat one. It was also a nat one for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Let's go! First challenge of campaign three! Don't worry, guys. Umbi will carry you on his back. He got a 19. Amazing. I rolled a 19 minus one for an 18. Oh, wow. I got 19 plus one for a non-nat 20. Wow. All right. And I got a 10 plus three for a 13. Perfect. All right, that's plenty. That is 51, folks. You have one climbing check already done as you start to climb your way up this uh, aggro crag of a stone cliff. Um, As soon as all three of you get onto the actual cliff and start walking up, below you, you see as stone spikes shoot out of the ground below you. I was going to say this is just like home, but that part's not like home. (laughs) Are are there... Are those there on purpose? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's to make it a little bit harder so that you can't, like, wait it out. Fun. I am not afraid of death, but I am afraid of uh, massive pain. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm also... I My biggest fear is a spike going through my face. Yeah. Entirely understandable. Absolutely, absolutely. What kind of aura surrounds you all as you're climbing up with the, with the potion? What power-up does it look like you all have? Well, I want to uh, hedge my bets here and say that when it is necessary for us to be sneaky, there is no aura. But in this <laughs> case, it it's like uh, like level three thousand Shaggy or whatever. Oh, nice! There's just like it just looks like you're going super saiyan <laughs> while you're climbing. Cool. I love how I it turns know. off when you're not climbing, but as soon as you're vertical, it's just you're glowing. It knows. It just knows. 
I was imagining like a magnetic drill bit where our hands kind of like snap to the right handhold. That's actually what it is. Incredible. I like that a lot. It was really good. All right. You you all shimmy up one third of the cliff as you are just charging up this thing. And that's when you see that there are some almost like stone gutters above you uh, that are pointing down towards you and some sort of like viscous golden uh, sap is pouring out of these gutters and is starting to run all over you. If you don't deal with this, the next climb is going to be harder. Each of you have has, has an action. What would you like to do? Drink it! Quick, drink it! <laughs> um, me? Um, me? <laughs> the, uh, the, the golden liquid is rolling out of just holes in the cliff and roll and slurping down these gutters yeah. uh, as it's th- as they're threatening uh, to make your life much much harder. Are the gutters like embedded into this? They're like, carved from the cliff, or are they like affixed in some way? Great question. Make an investigation check. That's an 18. 18. Uh, they are carved into the cliff. However, they seem to only be held on by like small joints uh, because they're pretty far horizontally out of the cliff. Oh, so they're like they're carved, but they're protruding far. Yes, they are carved, but they are protruding far out of it. And it seems like that they're only affixed to the cliff by some uh, small joints. You could try to shoot the joints. I don't think that's the best plan, but it's, it's what I got. I mean, I was going to suggest something similar. So, if you feel confident, you're the you're the greatest sharpshooter in the high seas. So that I trust your shots, Troy. Unlike my arms, I don't trust my arms. <laughs> yeah. Each remember, each of you has an action. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think what happens for Umby is that sort of almost as like a um reflex. I think Umby when he would see something coming at him like that, he would grab a bomb out of his pouch and then he's going to pull out a teleportation bomb. Hell yeah. And what happens with that is that you throw it and wherever it lands within 30 feet, it instantly teleports you to that position. So I think he would probably just like go right above the top of the gutter. That's cool as hell. All right. No, that sounds great. You do need to, like, throw the bomb. Right. So the way the bombs work is that it's still an attack roll, and then you get to do something with it regardless of what you put in it, and it's teleportation uh, material. So I'm going to say that the AC for this is a 13. You need to get an a-, a 13 on an attack roll to teleport above the gutters. Cool. Okay. So I get plus four to that Yeah. For mm-hmm. with my proficiency. You got this, Brandon. And dex bonus. You got it. You got it. I know it's hard rolling a d20 again, Brandon, but you got this. (laughs) None of them like me. All the d20s are mad at me. What'd you do to them? Well. What did you do, Brandon? Brandon. I got a nine total. That's a nine. Brandon. You rolled a five? Yeah. Oh, buddy. Oh, bud. Brandon, Brandon, if if I may, uh, I think Umby tosses the bomb. It bounces back off the gutter and lands right in front of you. So you teleport forward one foot. (laughs) (laughs) No, it just doesn't go off, Eric. I don't. (laughs) This is the thing with bombs. Like sometimes the vials just don't break. Uh, That's right. You know. Yeah, you're right. I only get to do that when you do a nat one. That's right. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. I'll give you that. <laughs> well, that's like, a good. Like it's Mario when... Party, Eric, you teleport one square behind yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it says it, it. Listen, it's written in Valdas about what to do about miss bombs. You're right. Yeah. I mean, you toss the bomb. It doesn't go off. 
That does mean you are, as a DM, allowed to make fun of my bomb-making skills if you would like to, though. How about the bomb teleports 30 feet, but you don't? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, good. Yeah, so the bomb is now, it's like wedged at the top of the gutter that's not being caught up by the viscous liquid. So it's up there, but you're not. (laughs) Cammy and uh, Troy, what do you want to do? Troy, all you, and then I have a backup in case you yes, which I doubt you will. Troy wants to take two shots and go for the closest joint on each of the two gutters. Great. All right. This is stone. So I'm going to use the AC for stone to break it. Uh, it is a 17. Yeah. Ooh. I believe in you. Did, I, I, I did get a nat one. No! Oh, guys. <laughs> Shit. Well, that's, uh, oh, that's all no. I got. That's not oh, a 17. No. Oh, no. No, it's not. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, bold choice. Bold Amanda, I'm going to give this to you. Why, what happens when you fire this and do it at one? What would be the most embarrassing thing to happen? <laughs> Your pants fall down. <laughs> I think the bolt, instead of firing out in front of me from the crossbow, just kind of like dutes back behind me and hits me right on the forehead. Give me a little, <laughs> a little welt. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. No, oh, wait, Amanda, you can use ricochet. It bounces off your forehead and then hits the joint. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Remember, thank you have ricochet. You. When you yes. miss with a ranged, you can, and you don't have disadvantage, you can use your bonus action to re-roll. So it, it misfires, hits you in the head, and then what happens? And then I'm like, shit. And I grab it again and then fire it again really quickly. So. Ah, uh, the pride of a young man. Aha. <laughs> that is an 18 plus four for a 22. Yeah. That's how we do it. Yeah. That's how That's we how do we it. Roll. However, I am going to do half damage because it was uh, it was on ricochet. So do I have to calculate damage for this? Uh, yes, you do. Okay, so that's a D8 piercing. I rolled a seven plus two for a nine. Okay, so that's five. Uh, with a five, uh, <laughs> after refiring your arrow, there is definitely a crack in one of the gutters, uh, but it is not falling apart. Okay. Cammy desperately want to just cling on for dear life this round, but instead is going to shoot an Eldritch Orb at the now Hell damaged yeah. gutter. What is what does Eldritch Orb look like? For Cammy, I think it's kind of like the top of her leaves glow mm. and then kind of almost like a solar beam from a Venusaur <laughs> Incredible. collect together in an orb that then shoots out. Love it. Let's do it. I was thinking if Cammy were a paladin, I guess, you could have used one of those like T-ball things where it has a chain and you could just like whip it around. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Incredible. Um, so it was a 14 plus... Four, so an 18. Yeah, that hits. Oh, sweet. Okay. So now I need a 1d8 force damage. Julia, you need a three or more. Okay. You can do it, I believe. Well, I'm going to be adding a two to this regardless because it's spell casting. Okay, Ooh. you need at least, you need over a one. I'm raising it to nine. And Julie rules a zero. It's a two. Yay! There you go. take it. All right, yeah. When the orb connects, the rest of the gutter cracks off. The gooey nastiness just kind of dribbles down one side of the cliff, but the other gutter is still oh. dribbling down, and all of you get a little sticky from the same sap that was on your beers uh, on the pre- at the previous night. Umby looks over at his companions and says, Let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you have one climb check succeeded. Uh, I'm going to add plus five. You were trying to hit a 40. 
Collectively, however, you still have the same bonuses as before. And Hondo says, yeah, you gotta watch out for the sticky stuff. That's sap. We drink it, but also it's it's uh, inherent to the it's inherent to the island. All right, with advantage, I rolled a uh, 19 minus one for an 18 again. So. Nice, 18. Well, your boy rolled two eights. Okay. Plus one for a nine. Okay. okay. I also got an eight, but I get to add plus three for an 11. What was your other roll, Amanda? Jesus. A five. God. Yeah. Okay, well, My I don't think we hit it, did we? Too. That's 38. Y'all don't do it. Y'all are stuck in the sticky part. Uh, and you do, you do not advance as the basin continues to climb. Luckily, you're, you're all, you were schmoovin' before, so you have extra, extra time here. This gutter is still burbling down on you. You still have the opportunity to deal with that. And then you hear, oh my god, oh, oh my god, what is that? As you see that there are three decomposing faces are looking down at you from the top of the cliff. Oh, no. Going. Um. Hondo? What's that? I don't know. I've never seen. This has never happened before during the the Sea Devils. We need to talk about your tone. No, I really mean this has never happened before. (laughs) And then a just a body then falls off falls off of the cliff. A the decomposing corpse of a cactus person falls down. I need all of you to make dexterity saving throws. Duck and roll! Oh god. These are gonna be hard because you're doing dexterity saving throws while on a cliff. 15 for me. 18 total for me. All right. Uh, Eric, that's gonna be a two. Oh no! Oh, Cammy. <laughs> oh, no. oh, All right, Cammy, I need you to make a strength saving throw. As here, Troy, Troy, and Umby watch as the body of a cactus person going just falls and lands fully on top of Cammy, who falls instantly because I rolled another fucking two. Oh no! And then another two, and now I need Nani to make a roll to see if okay. Nani is gonna hold you. Nani, 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 Nani. Oh, God, Nani. Jesus Christ. Um, So Nani gets to add two to that, but also has negative three to that. So that's going to be a six from Nani. Can I take a bonus action? You can take a bonus action. Here's what happens. <laughs> the cactus corpse lands directly on top of Cammy. Cammy, you can't get out of the way. The spikes from the cactus are in inside of you, and you are face to face with a cactus corpse, uh, a cactus zombie face that's going and trying to bite your bite one of your leaves. You try to hold on. You slip off. Nani's little uh, seaweed tentacles tries to hold you. You can't, and you start falling the thirty feet. First, I'm gonna have to do damage for the. Cactus Cactus spikes that go into you sure, while they're naturally. going. That's eight damage, eight piercing damage from the cactus corpse. Tight. And I would say you are you are falling fast, and you have one time for one bonus action before you hit the spikes below you. Great. I'm going to cast Swift Flight. Oh hell yeah! So for one round until the end of the target's next turn, the target being myself, I have a fly speed of 30 feet. It falls if it ends its turn in the air and nothing else is holding it aloft. Sick. <laughs> you are you are feet above the spikes. The, the corpse is currently on top of you. I'm going to need an arcana check for you to magically get out from underneath it. Excellent. That's going to be a 19. 
19. Hell yeah. That's good. Now I'm rolling good. Uh, much like Star Fox, you do a barrel roll, get out from underneath the corpse. Right! You are just touch. The t- spikes are so close to you. So close as you barrel roll out of the way. And the cactus person is just fully impaled oh, by no. these spikes. Good thing Cammy's not freaked out by death. <laughs> I I think I'm solidly the only person on this team who is freaked out by death. But, uh, <laughs> I am trying to learn from my teammates. <laughs> How long does this last for? Uh, it is until the end of my next turn. I have a fly speed. Can I take maybe a dash action then and get up to where my teammates are at, by yeah. the end of this round? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You can you can kind of you can get back on there and hold on to it. Okay. Hell yeah. Cool. cool. That's what I did. So that all happened. That was Cammy. That was Cammy's turn. Hey, that was terrible. And usually, you know, I like to try to put a little bit of a positive spin on things. That was pretty bad. Cammy, I'm so glad you're okay. <laughs> I'm so scary. It was very scary. Not going to lie to you. I hate everything that just happened. As the cactus zombie just kind of like breaks into pieces around the spikes as the two other decomposing corpses at the top continue to kind of like growl and zombie make noises at you, clawing at you in the air from the top of the the top of the cliff. I can't really come up with anything other than this, but I was going to say, what is this? The walking bread? And I realize there's not bread people in our world. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. All right. uh, I'm me and Troy. Yeah, I'd love to shoot at one of the zombies that are sort of at the edge of the cliff up above. Sure. These would have, these do have half cover, but you ignore that because they have the like verticality of the cliff to move back from. So you're fine on that. Okay. So I rolled a 17 to hit. 17 that hits. Great. All right. And then I have a five plus two for seven damage. And then I'm going to use one of my risk die, Mm. which is uh, one of my class features to do covering fire. So when I hit a creature with a ranged weapon attack, I can expend a risk die as a bonus action to cow the creature. Roll the risk die and subtract it from the next attack roll the creature makes before the start of my next turn. Hell yeah. I will say that up there, because I didn't distinguish the two, one is a zombie sunflower that is only like the middle of the sunflower. It has none of the (laughs) petals. And the other is a beetle with mold all over it. Sick as hell. That one seems grosser, so let's go for the beetle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I'm going to roll my risk die, which is a D8. So I get uh, six. So if the creature makes an attack, you have to subtract six. Oh, my God. I <laughs> subtract six? Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how did you, how, what did you do to it, to cow it? I think that Troy has, like, um, you know how some people wear, like, sweatbands on their mid-forearms? Sure. You know? Like, not on the wrist, but, like, up further. I think he has that, but it's covered in, like, pollen almost. And when he, like, swipes an arrow through it while reloading, it does extra damage when it hits a creature or, like, stuns them or paralyzes them, um, makes it tingly. And so I think he did that when shooting the arrow. And so the form of it is you see a little bit of, like, a almost um, like a neon green, like a very, you know, like a a phosphorescent mold, like a neon greenish yellow, much like his uh, markings and his clothes surrounding the entry wound of the bolt where it hits the beetle in the chest. Cool. That's tight as hell. That's dope. And the beetle, uh, I assume, goes, ah, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Umbi, what do you want to do? Uh, so that was not knocked out, that beetle? No. Okay. Um, 
Well, I think, yeah, then I will definitely try to hit this gutter full of delicious, delicious sap with a burst bomb that I have. Sure. What does that do? It's sort of just like a normal bomb that deals piercing damage instead of fire damage and has damaged dice or D8s and it explodes in a 10-foot radius. Great. All right. Um, this is going to be, st- uh, be the same AC as before because it's stone. It's 17. Cool. I got a nat one. Mm, so interesting. does that explode in my face? <laughs> Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, we talked about this. Just because we were going back to a D20 system doesn't mean you can start rolling nat ones again. Amanda had the, the curse for a while in the campaign. What happened? Yeah. yeah. We can't mark experience this time. Is I know. <laughs> you toss the bomb up. It bounces off the gutter and flies towards Hondo, who's standing <laughs> next to the basin. And Hondo's like, ah, ha, 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 and j- jumps into the brush to get out of the way as the bomb bursts around it and just shreds a tree. Just shreds a tree near him. It's kind of like he's standing behind it, and then it's like <laughs> into the tree that he's standing behind. So nice. sorry. Well, Umbi, if that went where you intended, that would have been great. Thanks. I, I like I appreciate the the positive reinforcement. All right, the sunflower zombie is going to pull a sunflower seed out of its face Ooh, and throw it at Troy. Uh, so I'm going to do an attack roll. Does a 13 hit you? A 13 is my AC. All right, that does hit you, which does six points of necrotic damage. Oh, great! Because it's gross and nasty. Six points of salty damage. Eric, can I? expend another risk die. I have something called skin of your teeth. When an attacker you can see makes an attack roll against you, I can expend a risk die as a reaction to dodge out of harm's way at the last second. I add the risk die to my AC against the attack. You absolutely can. Cool. So anything will succeed here. And sure enough, I rolled a four. What does that look like at the last possible moment? It just like grazes you? Time slows down slightly and you see Troy like contort his body to dodge by, you know, Milla millimeter, sorry, millimeters, uh, and you see Troy contort his body so that the seed grazes the uh, the shoulder of his jacket instead of hitting him. I thought you were gonna say millipedes by millipedes. <laughs> yeah, they count in millip- They count in millipedes. You're right. And- you know what, guys? I fucked up. Uh, millipedes over, and it would have <laughs> simply gone through Troy's shoulder. <laughs> Oh, of course, it's the metric beetle system. The metric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. and a thousand millibeetles equals one beetle. Right. The metric yeah, beetles exactly. were the regular beetles, but then in America we had the imperial beetles. Yeah, yeah, yeah what's yeah. a metric beetle ton as opposed to a ton? I can't remember. Uh, all right, let's go. Cammy. I assume you're going to just fly up there? <laughs> I mean, so I can only use it for one turn. Okay. Unless I cast it again. Which at this point I'm considering because I think I'll die otherwise if that <laughs> happens to me again. So we're just going to wipe out all my second level spells, I guess, for this. Yeah, do it. Just cast yeah. it again for all sure. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to cast it again as a bonus action. Okay. Wonderful. So now because you're spending all of your actions dashing and your bonus action casting it on you, you are not involved. You cannot do actions in the in-between here. Okay. So now I'm going to adjust the average. So this is still going to be 40 because you're still underneath the sap. Um, But that's 40 divided by three times two. I am looking for a 27 
group check between two of you. One of you needs to get at least 13, and one of you needs to get at least 14. The climbing potion is still on, mm -hmm. so you get advantage on your athletics checks. Uh, but let's see what happens, folks. I'm looking for 27 between the two of you. I got a 15 plus 1 for 16. 16. And I got a 10. Oh, my God. You oh, needed a 27. There's nothing I can do. I can't send Nani down to help them a little bit. Nani can, as a familiar, take actions either immediately before or after mine. What can Nani do? I guess Just need can... one. Just need one. You know what You know what happens, Cami? Hondo says, hey, well, you're, I shouldn't do this, but, you know, the zombies were, uh, unex no, zombies were unexpected. So why do you just uh, toss your uh, octopus, your, your kelptopus in there and it can stop up the, the, the sap at least? Yes. So I think Nani then is going to crawl out of the tea kettle and slurp down and kind of just with her body block up the gutter as much as possible for at least this turn. Yeah, give me a constitution check of 10 to resist uh, the the flow of the sap. Okay. 14. Yeah, Yay. all right. Excellent. They give you the bonus that is two climbing successes. Thank God. Thank you, Nani. Yeah, as we as we pass the gutter, I'm I'm happy to um to pluck Nani out of the sap and help uh, shake her off a little bit. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. All right, you only have you have one left. The basin is filling up. You got to do it. You have to do it. Time is running out. As you shimmy up, you're getting closer and closer to the uh, zombies that are above you. You see that the beetle with the mold is actually climbing down to you. No! <laughs> it's going face first down towards you and is getting a real good grip on the on the wall, even though it's doing this inverted, while the sunflower is pulling out another seed from its face to throw down at you. Um, at the same time, you might notice that there are some, like, vines that are kind of hanging down from the top of the cliff. Um, they kind of extend 30 feet down to right where you are. If you do choose to do it, uh, you can you can grab onto those uh, if you'd like. That seems like a trap. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Hondo is shrugging down, <laughs> down at the bottom. I'm being trying to make eye contact, shaking their heads. No way, man. <laughs> or it's one of those things where Eric thinks will think it's a trap, but it's actually just like a, an escape hatch. <laughs> Who can say? Maybe I'm in your head. Maybe I'm in your head. Well, do we do we have a turn first? Yes, it is, in your, it is in your turn, however, Cammy does not. Yeah, yeah. Because you you needed to cast the thing, and then you're using the dash to get up. I will say Cammy 30 plus 60, and then 60 again is 120. You are now 20 feet above the cliff, so you see what's going on. I'm going to go ahead and lower myself down so I don't fall 20 feet when the spell ends. <laughs> Is that okay? Yes, Cammy, you can you're you can uh, be up there. You are now at the top of the cliff. You can safely hang out there, and you are you can land wherever you want near the uh, zombie sunflower that is currently uh, about to throw another seed down at your your friend climbing up. Okay. Are you focused on the fight, or do you want to look around what's up there at the top of the cliff? I mean, I'll look around as a free action. Yeah, sure. do a perception check. Yeah. yeah, I'm good at those. I'm not bad at those. Hold on. <laughs> 15. 
All right, there are more of these carved stone, kind of like on the lip of a very large pool inset into the top of the cliff, like almost like, like a volcano, but not a volcano. It's like at the top of this almost mountain is a pool. Like a basin. Yes, a basin. Thank you. A basin is, a, is at the top of this thing. You also see that there are like other dark stone carvings around. You know, it's like there's a main kind of altar area, and then there's stuff all around of like ru- almost ruins and columns. And some stuff has etchings and real stonework into it, but others is just kind of like has fallen over. But what you do see, what does catch your eye is a very large treasure chest. There's a treasure chest kind of in the altar area and it is glowing like you have seen amber glow before, even in, in its cut and like crystallized form that you've seen traded for pirate favors. It still does glow a warm Whoa, amber is the color of your energy vibe. <laughs> but in its uncut form, which I, you assume is inside, it is just like sloshed. There's something inside of there that is glowing even brighter than you've seen amber before. So maybe ambergris, you might assume, ambergris glows even more before it's crystallized. Cool. Uncut gems. Wonderful. Unca- uncut amber. <laughs> <laughs> Can Nani take an action since that is part of the familiar thing? Yeah, I wa- let's have Nani go last because okay. you you kind of did that incidentally while you got to the top sure, sure, sure. for your, your DAS action. Love it. Troy, Umbi, what are you doing? Uh, well, I'm going to try another teleportation bomb, I think. Okay, great. What's the AC again? Uh, the AC is 13. Where do you want? Where are you throwing this? Just at the top of the cliff. It's like we're, th- we're 30 feet away, right? It's 30 feet. So 30 feet would be like the lip of the cliff. Right. And, you know, because if you're throwing it diagonally, that would be more distance. Throwing it up would be very close to the sunflower zombie. Yeah, I think that's what I got to do, though. I think I got to try to aim for the lip of the cliff so I can at least get a handhold on it and then maybe work from there. Yeah, do your thing. All right, I will give you a 13 for tossing that up there. Great. I'll cover you, brah. Ooh, your boy got a 22. Incredible. Like mini golf putting into the hole that goes into another hole. You just kind of like toss it up there and it lands delicately right on the side of the cliff as you directly teleport over there. Um, And you are now next to the sunflower zombie, which is like, I did it. I did it. Troy, did you see that? Troy's going to be like, I, I guess I'm covering you now. And uh, he's going to shoot another bolt, but this time at the sunflower. Yeah, do it. Okay, that is a 13 to hit. Uh, that does hit. Armor class of eight, baby. Hell eight? yeah, <laughs> Eight. <laughs> There's zombies. They're bad at it. Okay, that is a nine. That's nine damage, does it? Arrow is just sticking right out of the right out of the face of this sunflower zombie. <laughs> is it holding anything? Is it holding a seed? Yeah, it's holding a seed. Yeah, yeah, I did say it was holding a seed. Okay, so then I'm gonna use my third of four risk die and Ooh. do a limb shot, which means that I uh, hit one of its limbs, attempting to force it to drop an item of my choice. Sure. The target must make a con saving throw. On a failed save, it drops the object I choose, and the object lands at its feet. I will say, Amanda, unfortunately, zombies have really good con because that's the only thing they're good at. <laughs> okay, um, well, the save here, um, DC is 12. All right. I rolled a two, so it's a. I guess through the face, it has its hand up to pull the yeah, seat like, out. Yeah, pins the hand to the face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the beetle is bearing down on you and tries to push you off the cliff. Okay. I'm gonna, let's do a strength contest. Okay. I have plus one. Same. That's an eight. I have a 19. Shit. Give me a dexterity saving throw uh, for you to to hold yourself back up. Okay. 
All right, that's 14. 14. That's, that's okay. It's pretty good. That's all right. You slide down the side of the cliff, and you still need to do one more climb check to get back up. All right, but let's you do are, it. You are still pretty far. You are farther away from the beetle, which uh, is not as good at climbing, even though it's doing it face first down <laughs> at you. The basin is filling up. You only have one more check to do this, but you do also need to get by the beetle. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that this is a DC 15 check because you have to do it by yourself. Okay. But this is kind of all happening like at the same time. Does anyone else want to do anything? Yes. Uh, so through Nani... Because one of the abilities that I have with the familiar is I'm able to cast a spell through your familiar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cast Hideous Laughter on the beetle. Oh, nice. Sure. So a creature of your choice that you can see within range perceives everything as hilariously funny and falls into a fit of laughter if the spell affects it. <laughs> the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or fall prone, become incapacitated, unable to stand up for the duration. Incredible. Yay. Julia, can you believe my wisdom is negative two as a yeah, zombie? That feels right. <laughs> feels right. Okay. Yep, I rolled a six. Great. What does it look like when you do hideous laughter as a T-Witch? This is going to be freaky for Troy, but through Nani, you hear just, Who's on my shoulder? Yes, who's like clinging to your shoulder with her little, uh, her little tentacles. You just hear... God. You just hear Kami go... <laughs> <laughs> and then it spreads <laughs> like it echoes even though there should be no echo happening right now and it bounces into the beetle which also starts laughing oh, incredible yeah. yeah incredible well if the beetle starts vibrating with laughter it loses its grip as it's over- and, oh if it's falling prone make a dexterity saving throw my man troy well, that's uh, no. that's only going to be a six. No. Um, Can Nani try to help grab Troy with a grapple? I think the beetle was slightly to the left. <laughs> that's Personally. granted. That's what the saving throw no, is I for. I wish. I wish. Yeah. No. That's that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, no. no. How it's does okay. Na- Listen, explain? I, I how does grab. Nani help? So much like we tried to get Nani to grapple and grab me when I fell and she failed terribly, that's just what I'm trying to do again. The likelihood of it passing is very low. But All right, let's do another strength saving throw to hold Troy. I think both of you are similar weights, so I'm going to say the same AC. Oh, no. Oh, yes. So that is going to be a 19 with Nani's negative three. Okay. That is a 16. Still good. Still for pretty the, good. With a 16, first of all, uh, the beetle is going to fall on you, which oh. does oh. Four, four points of bludgeoning damage to sure, Troy. Sure, sure, Could be worse. And as your hands slip, <laughs> slip, and you are taken down by the weight of this beetle zombie, two kelpie tentacles reach out and give you just enough purchase for you to hold on to it. Nani, I'm really sorry I called you a booger one time. I didn't mean it. You're the best. <laughs> I tickle her little tummy. <laughs> Umbi, do you want to do something? I think Umbi, inspired by Cammy's laughter, is going to throw a laughing gas bomb at this sunflower. That's a thing you have? Incredible. It's a thing I have. So it's basically almost the same thing. And I can also use a bonus action to remove the radius of a bomb. I was just going to say this, yeah. Ooh. So it deals poison damage instead of fire damage and requires a constitution saving throw instead of a dexterity throw. Give me an attack roll. I need it. You got to beat an eight. An eight? An eight. Zombies, bad AC. Brandon? Brandon. We got this. Brandon. I just got to get a four or more. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) Uh-oh. 
No, he doesn't do it. He rolled it. a three. He rolled a three. He rolled a three. Oh, you oh, rolled that one. I rolled a one again. Oh, my Brandon, God. Uh, what dice the fuck? Dice in jail. Jail forever. Brandon, take those dice. Throw them away. <laughs> hey, Brandon. Uh-huh. You laughing gas, huh? Uh-huh. Shit. Uh, make a constitution saving throw. 17. All right. That beats the target that you would have had to beat at least yeah 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 i love the idea you toss it and you think that you took enough out but it wasn't enough and it still has a radius of because you're standing pretty close to it so right. it still has a radius of 10 feet and <laughs> this thing goes up purple smoke goes everywhere i like the idea that you have a gas mask on and then like in looney tune style the zombie also has a gas mask on <laughs> and then pulls it out and goes oh jesus and it's going to attack Umbi. Yeah, does an eleven hit you? No, I have thirteen. Oh, okay. So it tries to dive at you in the in the in the purple gas, but you get out of the way. I'm just in a standoff right now with the sunflower. <laughs> yeah. All right, Troy. The water basin is filling up. You got to get a fifteen climbing check. Oh, baby. I have plus four, so it has to be an 11 or higher. Come on, Troy. Let's go, Troy. It's a two. No! Oh, my gosh. Why are we rolling, like, dog shit? Don't you have athletic? You, you still have the athletics from the climb. Oh, coach. yeah. You oh, get advantage. Right. Oh, a 13 plus four for a yeah, second. There it is. <laughs> I made it in that for dramatic effect. <laughs> nope, I just fully forgot. <laughs> All right, you scramble up to the top of the cliff just as the water fills up the basin. And Ando says, right at the last second, the pirates get it. You beat the Sea Devils Challenge. Whee! You get to the top. Hondo climbs up the side. There's like divots in the side of the basin that Hondo climbs up like a ladder Rude. and gets to the top and says, you did it, you did it, and starts jumping around and celebrating with you. And the zombie also jumps around and celebrates with you. <laughs> but in a Scooby-Doo way, like you're all celebrating, but then there's a zombie there. Okay. <laughs> Show us the treasure, please. There was a ladder? Well, not for, no, that, that, that would be against the rule. It's for me. Fuck. <laughs> Troy whispers loudly, we are never coming back to Eska. <laughs> I honestly, the charm has kind of left this place for me. <laughs> can I kill uh, the zombie now? <laughs> yes, yes, you can. I rolled to see if the zombie would walk away without you noticing. Great. Uh, I'm going to use an Eldritch Orb on it. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah for sure. Uh, 13 plus 7. Yeah, that hits. A, or 13 plus 4 for a 17. Yeah, it has an AC of 8. Great. <laughs> Great. And after it's down, Troy's going to walk over and collect both of his bolts. Great. <laughs> I rolled 7 damage on it. Yeah, that does. It's, yeah, that's down. It's, it's, it's down. Dead. <laughs> the orb blasts the zombie. The zombie, the sunflower zombie falls over. Troy, you can pull your bolts out of it. Now you're, now you're up here at the top. Woo. Let's walk over to that chest. Cool. Troy, you strike, you, you walk over the chest. It's glowing amber. I open it up. You open it up, and inside is just, it's a sloshing ambergris. It, it kind of looks like when you put glitter in, like, soap, and it's like a <laughs> viscous liquid, and it goes back and forth. But this is, like, it's amber and sparkly and just kind of sloshing around in the chest. Anybody got a, uh, a bottle? I just have my water skin. I don't think it's really big enough for all this. Cammy just holds up her tea kettle. Love it. <laughs> and uh, Troy's going to heft up the chest so I can pour it in. There must be a better way of transporting this. Is this our first time getting ambergris? Like, what's happening here? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've I don't know if you've seen it before. <laughs> if anyone wants to make a nature check or a history check, you can. Sure. Oh, that's good. Terrible at both. Twice about the here and now. All right, I'm gonna roll nature, and that's a dirty twenty. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. dirty twenty. I mean, like you know, ambergris is pretty rare because amber is rare enough that it gets turned into currency. It's actually you know with a dirty twenty. I don't know if you knew this, but it's actually harvested from um, like the usually the bowels of an, of like beasts and animals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you can use it for perfumes or for mm-hmm. <laughs> or for oil lamps or for Moby Dick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Check that mm-hmm. makes sense. I've got tons of vials and and stuff, obviously. So I'll just yeah. pick up as much as I can. Yeah, let's take as much as we possibly can, yeah. including like in my water skin. In all of my teacups, every single teacup. <laughs> yeah, as the three of you go over to the big chest and start filling up your bottles, it's funny. It's actually a little bit harder than you think because it's like the chest is moving a little bit. And it keeps like, it's jerking back a little bit. And you hear from behind you, I didn't want to tell you how we keep this island so pleasant. As you turn around and you see figures in dark blue robes walking towards you. And you see Hondo reaches out for a dark blue robe given to him by the tomato bartender from before. God damn it, Jammy. (laughs) Says, the sea devil keeps us safe, especially from pirates. And the chest pulls back and it's attached to an antennae which comes into focus and you see rows and rows of jagged teeth going in all directions as a massive anglerfish the size of a sailboat surfaces showing all of the terrible barnacles growing on top of it. And it opens its mouth and snaps at you. I'm gonna have some words with Arello later. I'll sing you a song. Folk no.